Good morning, brothers and sisters. It's day 377 of our daily walk through the Word with Jesus, one chapter per day. My name is Michael Telercio. I'm the pastoral intern at Forest Hill, and I'm not in Maryland this morning, but down in Florida, in Oviedo, nearby Orlando. I'm uh, taking some classes this week and enjoying some sunshine. Although I'm a little overdressed, I got a long sleeve shirt on, but I'm not trying to rub that in, folks back home in Maryland. Um, it, it's, a, it's a gift to be down here, but I'm excited still to be with you in God's Word. We're in Proverbs today. We've been in 1 Samuel and Mark, uh, in the Psalms as well, uh, but we'll have Proverbs for this morning, chapter 13. So let's go ahead and read that, beginning in verse 1. A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. From the fruit of his mouth, a man eats what is good, but the desire of the treacherous is for violence. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. The soul of the slugger craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. The righteous hates falsehood, but the wicked brings shame and disgrace. Righteousness guards him whose way is blameless, but sin overthrows the wicked. One pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. The ransom of a man's life is his wealth, but a poor man hears no threat. The light of the righteous rejoices, but the lamp of the wicked will be put out. By insolence comes nothing but strife, but with those who take advice is wisdom. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Whoever despises the word brings destruction on himself, but he who reveres the commandment will be rewarded. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. Good sense wins favor, but the way of the treacherous is their ruin. Every prudent man acts with knowledge, but a fool flaunts his folly. A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a faithful envoy brings healing. Poverty and disgrace come to him who ignores instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is honored. A desire fulfilled is sweet to the soul, but to turn away from evil is an abomination to fools. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Disaster pursues sinners, but the righteous are rewarded with good. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. The fallow ground of the poor would yield much food, but it is swept away through injustice. Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. The righteous has enough to satisfy his appetite, but the belly of the wicked suffers want. Let's ask the Lord's help as we just briefly consider this chapter of Scripture. Father, thank you for this word from Proverbs 13. It's so full of so many different truths, 
so many different pieces of wisdom for us to consider this morning. We pray that you would give us wisdom and how to, in this short time, approach these words of wisdom, what to pull from them, what to glean and, and learn from in this chapter, Lord. And we pray that you would bless our hearing and our doing of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm just going to pull a few of these Proverbs that I thought were helpful or that kind of struck me, and some of which kind of point me to think uh, at least a little more clearly to Jesus and to see how he is the fulfillment of some of these Proverbs. The first one that really stuck out to me is in verse... Six, righteousness guards his, him whose way is blameless, but sin overthrows the wicked. I just think about that and I realize that anybody who attempts to get away with things that the Lord has said that they shouldn't is actually not going to get away with them in the end. Sin overthrows the wicked. And in fact, we, we know that that's true. We know that God has set a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this, he's given assurance to all by raising that man from the dead. Those are Paul's words about Jesus in Acts chapter 17. And so even in this proverb, we're getting a, a picture ahead of time, a foreshadowing of Jesus coming to judge the world in righteousness. And we are given opportunity now before that day comes, to turn from our unrighteousness and to learn to be guarded by his righteousness. God has gifted us with that opportunity in Christ and only in Christ. Skipping down here. I liked verse 11 especially. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. I'm reminded of uh, a recent occurrence uh, in the life of uh, my friend and others who are into cryptocurrency. And um, my friend was telling me about uh, this old company called uh, GameStop. Uh, and if you're a video gamer, you, you may be familiar with GameStop. It's a, a chain of stores that uh, resells old video games at a lower cost if, if you're into older video games. and. Uh, there was this um, season or this short season of a very short period of time where uh, a group of people got together to buy stock uh, in GameStop and then drive the prices up and then sell their stock very abruptly uh, to make a to make a profit and uh, people were trying to get in on this and it seemed like it was a thing to do my friend was telling me about it and how he he was interested in it at the time. Um, but I was reminded of this proverb, uh, wealth gained hastily will dwindle uh, when it, the, the plan basically backfired and, and many people lost money in that. Um, and then the scripture says, whoever gains, whoever gathers little by little will increase wealth. Uh, and that's, that's a proverb for us, just practically speaking. Uh, God has made the world in such a way where if we're diligent and we're faithful, uh, there will be a return. And yet I also think just in, in a somewhat more spiritual uh, dimension uh, that God is training his people over time to be faithful. Uh, and that if we use the means of grace, if we use the things that he has given us, it will, it will yield a return. 
Uh, it will yield godliness, as the scriptures uh, would maybe say, that, that spiritual wealth, uh, the wealth of godliness, of knowing the Lord, of uh, living in a way that honors and pleases him, uh, inheriting all of the promises that, that Jesus has secured for us, all the blessings that are ours in Christ. That's how we live uh, in that way, uh, as we trust and obey what the Lord has revealed to us in his word over time. Um, I know verse 12 is a famous one. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Um, that is true, though I won't comment much here. Um, I want to skip down, actually, with the brief time that we have uh, to verse... Um, I, of course, like verse 22. Uh, I think that kind of goes along with verse 11 that we were just considering. Um, whoever gathers little by little will increase it. And in verse 22, you see a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. Uh, it's, such a, it's such an amazing principle that we don't see so clearly articulated uh, in many places in the Bible. I think it's in um, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, this same principle uh, is mentioned clearly like it is here in verse 22. The sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous, um, but it's, it's not something we often consider. Uh, all, all of the pursuits of people that we know, including us, ultimately only go to God's people in the end. So if you, if you struggle, uh, like the psalmist in Psalm 73, with looking at the prosperity and the success of, of others in the world who themselves may be deliberately disobeying God and maybe even hating the Lord, know the truth of Proverbs 13.22. The sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. And at the same time, remember that there are only people who are righteous because there was one righteous man who makes people righteous through his always being righteous um, and rejoice. So as, as you look at the, the people who are defiant and living in uh, their selfish ways, maybe, uh, as you notice that about yourself, uh, recognize God's grace to you, that you might become righteous, that you might leave an inheritance to your children's children, especially the inheritance of the Bible uh, and the, the, a correct understanding of who God is, uh, especially that inheritance, realize it's all by grace and that God is uh, not through with people. He's saving more sinners like he saved us. So maybe we'll allow that word to soften, to soften us. Um, there was another proverb in here um, that, I, that I wanted to touch on, but it eludes me at this moment evades me eludes me i'm not sure which one is correct but i wanted to just mention briefly uh two more uh verse 24 whoever spares the rod hates his son but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him this is a contested uh sort of sort of proverb uh, in the scriptures the idea of discipline uh, and i was just reminded of something we heard uh just in my previous class that i was in um we're talking about church polity, how the, the church is uh, structured and how God has given the, the church a, a proper form of government. Uh, and we, we talked about church discipline and the professor asked, uh, who here uh, among the students, who here is under currently under church discipline? 
and a couple folks sheepishly raised their hand uh, and then somebody said behind me um, I, I hope I hope more something like I, I think we all are I hope more of us would raise our hand or something like that and uh, which was in line with what the, the professor was actually asking because discipline is actually a good thing uh, we should all be under church discipline in that general sense that we are all being trained by the Lord, all being trained by his word and hopefully submitting ourselves to his word by uh, coming under the leadership of, of the church and um, that government that God has instituted. But really it's for our edification. It's for our good. And so the song, the uh, Proverbs uh, thirteen twenty four here is just making clear that if you don't discipline your child, you actually hate him. If you love your child, you'll be disciplined. You'll be disciplined to discipline him. You'll be diligent to discipline him. Um, that's what God does with us. That's that's what we read about in Hebrews that God disciplines His own because He loves them as sons, and and we see that uh, that love that even that discipline we see it clearly in jesus we see not only his own disciplines of habit of life how he was faithful to uh, make the word his priority to get time away to pray to his father but we also see it just in in the fact that he was actually disciplined on behalf of his people he wasn't just disciplined he was actually punished discipline as we understand it uh, now as christians is that god is growing us towards something, developing us as his people. He's not punishing us for our sins as much as he is teaching us because of the punishment that his son took on for us. We can be disciplined. We can be trained in righteousness. We can grow. So we have Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ only, along with the Father and the Son uh, and the Spirit, to thank for that. Lastly, I just wanted to mention uh, verse 20. Um, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Here we have very instructive words uh, from Solomon reminding us that the company we keep, Paul says this elsewhere in scripture, uh, will have an impact on us. If we keep company with fools, uh, we will become fools ourselves. But I want to point out how Jesus is unique in this regard because Jesus is effectively the only wise man that has ever lived. But he came to dwell among fools like us in order to make us wise. So just as Jesus alone is the one who's able to touch a leper and not become leprous himself, but to heal that leper, so he is the only one who is able to come and walk among fools and allow his wisdom to just come forth onto the ears of fools like us and to make us wise. He's unique in that respect. But he teaches us uh, in that, in becoming wise, as we understand his wisdom, including in Proverbs 13, 20, that we ought, to, we ought to keep company with those who are wise, those who want to be like this source of wisdom, Jesus himself. Uh, so we ought to, we ought to dwell with, with such folks. We've got to live life alongside such folks. It's a call to be part of the church and to be committed to the community of God's people as we look to the Son for the wisdom that he alone could bestow upon us. So let's, let's do that now uh, as we go to him in prayer and ask him uh, to do that for us uh, throughout the remaining days ahead as his people. 
Let's pray. Father, thank you that you've given us this opportunity uh, to just consider a couple different Proverbs uh, in chapter 13 of Proverbs. And thank you that we know, uh, even though we don't always see clearly how these Proverbs point us to Jesus, we know that they do. We know that they're meant to. Uh, we thank you that we could see uh, just a couple of aspects this morning of, of how your word, uh, even in the Old Testament, even in the Proverbs, points us to your son. Thank you, Lord, that he is the one who has secured people for himself, undeserving people like us. May we be humble as a result of that recognition, uh, as a result of your spirit convicting us of that reality. But also may we be bold. Uh, may we not keep company with fools. May we walk with those uh, who, who desire your righteousness and your wisdom. Uh, may we may we cast off the old man, uh, the old woman, Lord, and, and live in light of the new creations that your son has come to make us to be. Uh, it is only through him, only through your plan, O oh Father, only through the application of Jesus's work on our behalf through your spirit, O oh Lord, that, that, this, uh, that this could happen. So we pray it would happen for your glory, for our greater enjoyment of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, uh, I pray that you would go forward this day with joy in Jesus, uh, having spent a little bit of time meditating on him in the Proverbs. And I uh, hope you'll be back with us tomorrow uh, as we continue in First Samuel. God bless.